right shoulder with a bundle of sticks for firewood. You heard what Elder Cowley said. Annabelle's grip tightened on the brake beam shelf of the wagon. Sweat poured down her cheeks from the effort of standing. I heard what your husband said, self-serving as it may be. But if you think I'm going to let some girl... She broke off suddenly. Her knees wobbled. And if Nanny hadn't dropped the clothing she'd been hanging on a line when Annabelle barked at her, the older woman would have fallen. Nanny grabbed her and helped her sit in the back of the wagon. If you are done venting your gall, I said, you should lie down and gather your strength. We'll discuss it later. Laura leaned close to my ear. That fever was sent by the Lord, but Annabelle is recovering quickly. Don't waste time. Two mornings later, a man appeared in camp, riding bareback on a pinto. He was a handsome young Lamanite, with his black hair pulled into a ponytail and a string of beads across his bare chest. He wore only a loincloth, and the sun had burnt his skin bronze. Paiute. I was with Sister Laura at the creek when he appeared on the opposite stream bank. I stiffened and grabbed Laura's arm. Get the girls. She looked up and gave a start and then her eyes darted to her daughters, who were bathing naked in the pool between us and the man on the horse. The girls splashed each other, laughing, not yet noticing the man. Laura grabbed the girls and dragged them away. The man watched Laura hustle them off, and his gaze trailed up the hillside toward our encampment. We'd built a crude stockade of crisscrossed branches collected from the banks of the creek, and had started digging root cellars where I'd laid out the first three cabins in a defensive triangle. There could be no doubt of our intentions. It was a permanent encampment. The man turned back to me with narrowed eyes and said something in a hard voice. I warrant it was something like, this is my hunting ground, go away. But for all I knew, he was asking how long it would take until we opened the trading post, or if we'd seen a certain good-for-nothing horse that had run off. We're peaceable, I said. We mean you no harm. He nudged his horse toward me. It kicked up mud as it crossed the creek. I froze. And suddenly I was only a girl, eighteen and alone in the wilderness, unarmed. This man might hate white men. Maybe soldiers had killed his family and driven him into the wilderness, and this was his chance for revenge. Dear Lord, where are they? I prayed. Where are my sisters? Women's voices rose on the hillside. Sister Laura's climbed above the others, shrill and angry. The horse pulled next to me while I stood perfectly still, trembling in terror. I could smell the man at his horse. He carried a bow over his shoulder and a knife at his waist, its leather sheath decorated with green and yellow glass beads that reflected the sun. The man ran his fingers through my hair. He said something else. It sounded curious rather than hostile, but I'd squeezed my eyes shut and couldn't see his expression. A gunshot cracked the sky. The horse shied away with a toss of the head and a whinny of fear. The rider gripped its mane and struggled to regain control. Laura came running, waving the rifle over her head. Leave her alone, you brute. I'll shoot you dead this time. The man's eyes flashed and he reached for his bow. But when Laura lowered her gun, he jerked on the horse's mane and rode off. He picked his way through a dry wash and then disappeared into the labyrinth of sandstone fins and columns that runs through the center of the valley.
fury rose in my breast as I stormed back into camp with Laura at my heel. You cowards! Where were you? He was one man with a bow. Why didn't you defend me? Most of them wouldn't meet my eye. That man might have killed me. Why didn't you come? Because Sister Annabelle told him not to, Laura said in an angry voice. That's why. A savage, Annabelle said. She sat on the edge of her wagon with her legs dangling over the edge. Her fever had passed. A rifle lay across her lap, but her hands busied themselves stitching up a hole in a child's shirt. If we'd gone down waving guns around like this one, she jabbed her needle in Laura's direction. He'd have seen that we're all women, and then a dozen of the beasts would show up in the night to make an attempt on our virtue. We are alone, I said.